Hey horror fans, it's Brian here and you're listening to another episode of Talking Horror on Screen. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Well, if you're a horror fan like I am and you want to hear someone talk about horror, well, you've come to the right place. Every episode, which I try to do on a weekly, sometimes bi-weekly basis, you will hear me find some stories off the internet in the world of horror on the big and small screen. We'll talk about that. I'll give you my little opinion on those stories. Whether you agree or not with them is up to you. And then at the end of the episode, I like to recommend a movie or TV show. Um, not necessarily recommend, but I'll tell you about something I watched recently and uh, and give you my opinions on that as well. I, I say not necessarily recommend because if you listen to last week, there was two movies and one of them was The Curse. And I can't recommend that movie unless you'd like to torture yourself. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> but nonetheless, if that sounds like it's your thing and you don't mind listening to the old me talk... Then uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy some talking horror on screen. Let's begin. So a story came out recently um, that's got some people on the internet happy and some not so happy. And me, I don't really care either way about this particular property, but I do have some uh, feelings on the concept as a whole. And we're going to get into that. I want to talk about what's going on out there with Buffy the Vampire Slayer coming back in a reboot slash maybe sequel. So the news was announced about a week or so ago. I think it was during San Diego Comic Con, if I remember correctly. That Joss Whedon be coming back. Um, they're gonna be putting out another Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but it's not gonna be the original cast. It's a reboot, and it's gonna have a, a person of color in the main role, which you know I don't have a problem with. I don't even care because I don't watch that show. But you know, if you're replacing a main character that was one thing and you're changing it to another just to be um, popular, where so you can get a certain group of people to watch it, it's maybe not such the best idea. That being said. They've come back since um, a lot of angry tweets had gone out and whatnot. And they're saying, no, this is not a replacement of the original cast. It's more of a sequel. So with that being the case, I'm actually, that's cool with me. Now, I'm not a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, so I have no real stock in that show. But I do want to weigh in on the fact about things being coming back just to grab some quick money. I'm not happy about that. Um, and I think also just, you know, changing the diversity of cast members just to get certain ethnic groups to watch, that's not cool either. Now, if it's part of the story and that's the way you plan it and it's just the way it fits and this is the best actor to play the part or actress, that's fine. I have no issues with that in any regard. And um, it may be the best thing ever. But, um, you know, just don't do it to be a cash grab. I think that's where a lot of people get upset from when it feels like you just, um, you know, you're manipulating things to make money and of course they're out there to make money that's the purpose of everyone in life we all know that we're blind if we think people are putting things out there just for the hell of it there are some people out there who really love their properties and they want to give it the love it needs but at the end of the day money makes the world go around let's not fool ourselves um, and we all feel that way in our life when none of us are working for free i'm doing this podcast for free though keep that in mind <laughs> so uh where was i okay so like i said uh, my experience with buffy when it came out I was never really watched it. It wasn't my thing. Now, it has been almost 20 years um, since it's gone off the air. Definitely 20 years since it uh, first aired. And, um, you know, I there are times when I feel about going back and watching it, but I just never committed. So, my interest in Buffy, like I said, I don't have a big stake, 
But on the whole, about how I feel about these um, sequels, reboots being made, um, I also feel there's a time barrier that needs to go by. Now, I don't know. I haven't seen pictures of Sarah Michelle Gellar recently. Um, she was the one who played Buffy, you know, 20 years ago. But I got to imagine she's about my age, around 40, maybe early 40s. I, I think. I didn't look it up. She probably still looks pretty damn good. I mean, I remember she looked good when she was younger. I don't think she would have changed too much. Um, I feel like a certain amount of time needs to go by. They could still use these characters. Um, maybe they could even have her in and she passes the torch. That might be something. Um, I think they tried to do that with Knight Rider, and that failed pretty bad. Didn't they have Knight Rider where they had David Hasselhoff come back to kind of pass the torch to his son or something? I don't know. Um, I actually liked that when they did that reboot show, but nobody else did. It lasted like half a season. That was the end of that, but that's another story. Uh, 24. They did the same thing with 24, um, and I was like, it's not Jack Bauer. This sucks, but you know what? It took place in Jack Bauer's world. I gave it a chance. I watched it, and I was like, you know what? This is pretty damn good. So sometimes you got to give things a chance. And like I said, this wasn't a reboot. It doesn't take away what happened in the past. It's just like a side story of another group of people living in that same world. And I think that's where I'm cool with things. I'm fine if you make um, spinoffs or, uh, you know, sideshows. You can even call it the same thing and have a different cast. Just don't take away what the cast that came before did. I think that's that's the line you got to cross properly. Now, if 50, 60 years go by... The original cast members are long dead or they definitely are, you know, they can't play the roles at all like they used to. I get that. But when it's only been about 15, 20 years since the show's gone off and these were young people when the show went off, I feel like you still got some room to work around that and it may be too soon. All right, that's the last of my opinions on that. But uh, feel free to chime in, uh, leave comments uh, or um, go to the Anchor app, leave me some voicemail. I'd like some feedback here. If you please, and uh, let's move on to our next news story. Here's a reboot dash uh, slash reimagining I can get behind. Creep Show is getting a television series, and it's going to be on the Shutter app, which Shutter is, I think it's owned by AMC. Um, they do a lot of horror stuff on there. I actually did pay for the year's worth of service on Shutter. It might have been about $30, $40 for the year. Uh, don't regret it. I don't watch a lot of stuff on there, but they do have some cool, um, you know, content that you probably can't see anywhere else. And if you're into horror, I recommend checking out the Shutter app. At least try the free trial. So, uh, yeah, they're going to get a creep show show. I think it's being done by one of the executive producers of The Walking Dead. Um, obviously, there is a tie-in with AMC right there. And um, the reason I feel like Creepshow can work, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Creepshow. If you listen to this podcast, I imagine you have, especially if you're over the age of 30, you know, my age group, um, approaching 40. In the 80s, there was Creepshow movies, and they were pretty cool. They were like anthology-type stories, and they all would be like one overarching story, but, um, you know, in between, it'd be like these little individual stories, and it was just crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I remember one, I think it was the first one, Stephen King himself, who helped put together that first creep show, he started an episode where he was growing all this, like, green plant life, it was, like, growing over his body after he opened up a meteor, um, and then there was the one with the, uh, the graveyard, it was like, don't forget your father's birthday, or something like that, or it was a father's day, it was something like that, um, weird, weird stuff, but it was a lot of fun, then there was always the one, I think this was creep show, what was the Twilight song, one of them. Where these kids are out and there's like this raft in the middle of the ocean and they're trying to get, they're trying to swim from the ocean back 
to shore and there's like this black goo that just covers them up so um, these are just like individual stories and that's why I feel that this will work because there's no there's no loyalty to what came before because everything's its own individual episode and that's why I think a creep show show will work just fine it's kind of like a Tales from the Crypt Twilight Zone Outer Limits whatever you want to call it very very self-contained cool stuff I'm excited like I said I already have the Shutter app so it's not going to cost me anything extra uh, it's coming out in 2019 so I guess I will be renewing the app but I had every intention of doing that anyway uh, last time I subscribed to Shutter, it was around Halloween they had some kind of special so it was like uh, maybe $30 for the year instead of $40 whatever so keep an eye out for things like that and a lot of places do have like promotions going on and uh, nothing else to add to that if you haven't seen the Creepshow movies I suggest you check them out I may actually watch rewatch them again in the near future Reboots, sequels, reimaginings, call them whatever you want. This episode's full of them, and um, I think that's going to be my title. <laughs> uh, it's just a reflection of what's going on in the industry at this point. There's not a lot of original ideas, so a lot of times they're just reimagining, rebooting, or sequeling the hell out of things. And sometimes that works out very well. Sometimes, most times it doesn't. Um, in the case of what's going on with Child's Play, I am so confused because the original series is still alive and well. They just put out Cult of Chucky last year, and it had great critical success. I think it did well. It was on Netflix. Everybody seemed to like it. I enjoyed it. So, uh, for some reason, MGM feels that this series also needs to be rebooted, and they're going forward with a theatrical movie release. And they're saying that, uh, according to the interwebs, this is pure speculation slash rumor, nothing confirmed at this time, but Liv Tyler, who we all know as the She-Elf Arwen from Lord of the Rings, a.k.a. Aerosmith's daughter, is set to play Andy Barkley's mother, Karen Barkley. Now, this is, again, all speculation, but um, cool. Hey, that's a cool choice. Um, you know, who doesn't like to see uh, Arwen in movies? <laughs> what has she done besides Lord of the Rings? I don't know. I'm, I'm drawn by... Oh, she was in Armageddon. I'm sorry. Um, she was in Armageddon. That's what... They had that whole uh, Aerosmith video. I just stay awake to watch you dreaming. Shut up, Ryan, right? Just shut up. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's the rumor that's going on. Uh, the original Child's Play was phenomenal. I still can watch it to this day. It's one of my girlfriend's favorite movies. She watches it all the time. It holds up pretty well. I mean, you know, there's some things that don't, you know, hold up as well. You know, the old-fashioned cops and what's going on there and whatnot. But, you know, you just put it in today's time. It could be pretty cool. Like I said, my only confusion is that the fact that the original series is still doing really well and they're going forward with that world, even talking about doing a TV show. Um, the original creator and the guy, and also the guy who voices Charles, uh, Chucky, they're not on board with this movie thing, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully it doesn't um, you know, cannibalize itself and destroy both franchises, but we'll wait and see. Anyway, a little bit of uh, early maybe casting news, but again, pure speculation. Let's move on. Alright, keeping true to the theme of this episode, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is a reimagining of Sabrina the Teenage Witch coming to Netflix. We knew about that. I think I talked about that in the past. It's not exactly what this story is about. This new story I found is actually... Um, there's a release date. 
It's going to be October 26, 2018 is the date the show is coming to Netflix. Um, I don't know. It doesn't say here if it's coming out as a whole show or if it's going to be like one of, you know, come out weekly. Netflix usually puts out their whole seasons at one time. Hulu a little bit different. So uh, this news came via uh, like an Instagram photo or something. There's a bunch of uh, characters dressed up like Sabrina. Um, I assume they're female characters. It's just back shots and they're all wearing blonde wigs. And they're all wearing like school jerseys and it spells out the word October 26th. So very cool way to release your release date for people. Good going. Um, again, I'm going to talk about like my little bit of history of the show. I never really watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I might have caught parts in an episode here or there. I think my younger sister was into that. And I remember to being like this stupid looking cat. Like you could tell he was so phony looking, but it's kind of funny. Um, I don't remember the name of the cat, but he was like a talking cat, and he used to help her do some magic or some shit like that. Anyway, from what I know about this show, it's going to be a lot darker, and um, I, might actually, I might actually watch it, because it's not going to be this, like, happy-go-lucky uh, teenage witch thing. It's more of a coming-of-age story, and her dealing with the fact that she's got, like, evil this evil witch side, and she's got a human side, and she's got to try to balance both things. So, that sounds like an interesting idea, and... I think I'm kind of on board. I'm going to check it out when it comes to Netflix. Okay, I think that's it. Let's get on to my pick for this week. Alright, so my pick this episode is not a movie like usual. It's actually a TV show. One that's gone off the air a couple years ago, but I never seen it when it was on, on the air. And um, so I started watching it. It's on Amazon Prime. So if you're a Prime member, you can check this out. No extra charge. It's Hannibal. And like I said, um, like a lot of the things I talked about this week, this is a reimagining of a show uh, or based on a movie. So it's kind of like a sequel slash reimagining put into TV form. And it's done really, really well. So this is one of those exceptions when I feel something is remade. It might actually be better than the source material. Well, I guess the source material is actually a book. But we all know Hannibal from Sons of the Lambs. And I know that's sacrilegious because everybody loved that movie. It was the greatest thing of its time. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't seen Sons of the Lambs in over 20 years. I did go see Hannibal when that came out in the theaters. And I saw Red Dragon. But again, that was like 2001, 2002. So it's been a long, long time. And when I started watching this, I was like, well, this isn't Sir Anthony Hopkins. This isn't my Hannibal. Um, I didn't say that. But in my head, I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. I gave it a chance, though. Um, I really do, really, really, really do like it, though. Um, the guy who plays Hannibal, Mads Mikkelsen, he grown on, he's really, really grown on me. And even though the show is called Hannibal, there's very little Hannibal in it so far. Um, about seven episodes in. There are three seasons total, so not much, but enough to keep me going. And the, really, the show focuses on the character of Will Graham, played by Hugh Dancy. Um, and he's recruited by Jack Crawford, who's played by Lawrence Fishburne. So really, really good to see Lawrence Fishburne um, in action here. So um, the thing of Will Graham's character is he can kind of see a crime scene, and he can get into the head of a killer and like replay it in his head, and he helps solve mysteries. Problem is, it takes him down a very, very dark path. Sometimes he feels like he can't get back out of it. So Will Graham and Jack Crawford, they kind of get the help of Hannibal Lecter to help Will get through a lot of this stuff. Also to help analyze like crazy people. Not knowing that the biggest nut of them all is Hannibal. 
So he's kind of playing both sides. He's like doing these murders and stuff in the background. But at the same time, he's helping them solve other crimes and cover up his own tracks. So a uh, very unique, unique thing going on. I like it. I really, really cannot state how fun this show is. It's creepy. Very creepy also. Um, You know, it's not like blood in your face gore kind of thing. That's not what this is about. It's more about the subtle stuff. Um, but a lot of the crime scenes are pretty brutal. Um, so far, I've seen an episode where a guy was trying to turn people into angels as he killed them by tearing the back of their skin off of their back and stretching it out on wires. Um, we've had people, females being kidnapped and impaled on antlers because the father was a hunter and didn't want to lose his daughter because she was going to college. Uh, weird, weird, weird stuff. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff you'll see if you watch Hannibal. And of course, Hannibal's from Silence of the Lambs. We all know he's this infamous cannibal, um, but he's got this huge intellect and he's a psychiatrist who in secret likes to kill and eat people. So good thing going on. And there's lots of subplots going on too. There's Jack's wife who's battling cancer and whatnot. So lots of little things going on on the side there um, to add this, to this unique story. So uh, that's it, nothing else to add. My pick for this week is Hannibal, the TV series. Check it out. And uh, that's it. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Talking Horror on Screen. My name is Brian. If you'd like, download the Anchor app where I record this. Leave me a message. Or if you're on iTunes or something, leave a review. I'd like to know that you guys are actually getting these. Maybe enjoying them. Maybe not enjoying them. If there's a recommendation of a way to improve it. If you want to recommend a movie or a show for me to watch in the world of horror, I gladly do it and give you my two cents on that. All right, till next time, I'll catch you later, guys. Peace out.